time to tear the roof off this place. And time for some daily bread. Everyone, welcome to the Deer's Cry podcast where we try to find Christ in all aspects of life. I'm your host, Tim Horahan. We're continuing the series that I call Daily Bread, which is breaking open the gospel readings for the daily mass for the daily Catholic mass. So at this point, we are in the gospel of Mark, and now we're breaking into chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. Uh, This is one of my favorite favorite passages. Um, So let's get into it. I'm old. I got to (laughs) use... I can't read with my glasses on. And when he returned to Capernaum, after some days, it was reported that he was at home. And many were gathered together, so there was no longer room for them, not even around the door. And he was preaching the word to them. And they came, bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men. And when they could not get near him because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him. And when they had made an opening, they lay down a pallet on which the paralytic lay. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Child, your sins are forgiven. Now some of the scribes were sitting there, questioning in their hearts, Why does this man speak like this? It is blasphemy. Who can forgive sins but God alone? And immediately Jesus perceived in his spirit that they questioned that that they questioned like this within themselves, said to them, Why do you question like this in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, Your sins are forgiven? Or say, Rise, take up your pallet, and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, I say to you, Rise, take up your pallet, and go home. And he rose and immediately took up the pallet and went out before them all, so that they were amazed and glorified God, saying, We have never seen anything like this. So, there's many reasons why I love this passage. One, it's another one of these uh, miraculous stories of Jesus, specifically towards this paralytic where he kind of proves the scribes and the Pharisees wrong when they're like, why is this guy speaking like this? And he shows him, he's just like, you think this is a big deal? You think I'm speaking out of term and I'm blasphemy? And tells the paralytic to get up and walk. But the focus of uh, me reflecting on this passage for you today is the first part of this one. The one that always hits me um, is, so Jesus has come back to his hometown, or basically his home base where he's, a lot of his ministry is Capernaum. And he's come back to his home base and everybody, like miracles have already started happening, everyone's already talking about him. So everyone knows he's back in town. So as the passage says, everyone is like come to see him in this house to the point where it's beyond standing room only. I mean they can't even like fit in the doorways and they're like trying to get close to Jesus. Where's he at? And then there's these four people that are spoken about here because they just talk about four men that I kind of try to think it's kind of like one of those backstories you try to think of like what did they go through that they know that Jesus this guy Jesus is in town the miracle worker the one who can heal their friend um, excuse me and uh, instead of 
just joining in the crowd and like let's get to the house and let's let's see this is they think of their friend who they know is in need of a healing it is the need of that touch from God is in need of that peace fill in the blank in this case I mean it's an actual paralytic and they not only bring him to Jesus but go out of the way of carrying him you know I try to picture it in my mind with these four guys carrying their friend down the street to try to get to the house and then they don't give up because they get to the point where they get to the house and they're let's say they're by the fact of what they have to do they must be like not early bird getting there so they get there and I can't get in we can't get close to him shoot what are we gonna do we, we can't even get in the door and then one of them has the ideas let's go up to the roof and they go all the way up to the roof and they're like what's this gonna do you know I also find a comedy in it too is the poor guy who owns this house you know because these four guys go up there and they're like we are going to get our friend to Jesus with some way somehow we are going to get him to him and they go up to the roof and they're hooping, they rip they rip off the tiles I mean imagine the homeowner he's just like I got Jesus in the house everybody's in my my house and what in the what are you throwing in my roof uh, but that's just the comedy in it but in any case is they lower their friend to place him there in front of Jesus and then the story goes on as I talked about there as the fact that Jesus looks at him and says your sins are forgiven and then it's this whole thing with the scribes because they're like only God can forgive sins what 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 did he just say and then Jesus shows the fact of that's what he's come to bring forgiveness and mercy and healing so my challenges for you for this is to either cultivate this in your life or, or try to cultivate this in your life or build upon this is the fact of do you have that community do you have a crew like that do you have one, two, three, four friends that are like that, that can hold you to things that I think of, we'll start with A, accompaniment, and, oh my goodness, what is my other word I'm looking for? Accountability. Accountability and accompaniment. Friends that can hold you accountable for when you maybe not might not might not be up to task and might not be living the Christian way that you know that you should be living um, and you hold each other accountable for that the second one is accompaniment is that within those same friends is that when they're true friends they know when you might be slipping up and things ain't going right for you that they are bringing you to task and bring you to Jesus but also can pray with you and walk with you in, in you know this faith journey I mean there's times in our lives where everything's going great and life's doing well and then there's times during COVID you know national uprisings there's some other things going on homeschooling virtual schooling you know <laughs> that we need those people in our lives to just walk with us and just be there for us and pray with us and journey with us 
So try to be one of these four people here in Scripture passage. Try to be like those, those four guys to some friends, to accompany people, to walk with them, to ask them, you know, it could be as simple as just getting together with a bunch of friends, maybe even in the virtual way, because now we social distance at this moment. But just to check in and talk with each other. And two simple things. You pray together. I mean, a couple simple things. You pray together in whatever way, whether it be the rosary or just basically praying together. And then asking how they're doing and how their faith walk's going. And then, most importantly, how you can then pray for them how can you, you can accompany them in their challenge of life. So that's my challenge for you. Build that community. Build that crew. And, I mean, we're not made to be alone. God did not make us to be alone. We are to be in community. So build on that community. Hope you all have a great day. It's Friday. So happy Friday, everyone. I'll catch you around next time. Peace. Make sure, like, share, subscribe. Share this with others. Thanks a lot. Catch you later.